While we were marching through Georgia, everybody swing your honey, swing your high and low. The Alaman left for the old left hand, around the ring you go. A grand old right to left walk on your heel and toe. Promenade that pretty gal to Georgia. I'm looking at a Life magazine article from 1951. The photograph is of a fairly big guy lying in a hospital bed. According to the article, he was fat. All the articles about this guy point out that he was fat, or that his nickname was Fat. Sometimes fats, but mostly just fat. His name was John Hardy, and he was a moonshiner. He was also guilty of poisoning 433 people. This is Moving Through Georgia, and today it's John Fat Hardy from Gainesville. Yeah, that's right, buddy. You don't want any of that fat Hardy Tardy at the party. Hardy was a moonshiner and bootlegger who lived around Gainesville, and he made his money producing whiskey for African-American nightclubs in Atlanta. His whiskey was cheaper than the stuff with the government stamps on it, but moonshine was never without risks. We've gone over the process of producing moonshine in an extra episode. Corn, sugar, and yeast are combined to ferment for about a week. Then the whole thing is boiled to distill the alcohol. That's ethyl alcohol. Some of the vapors that are released are made of methyl, or wood alcohol. Normally, it's released into the air during this whole process, and that's one of the reasons this whole thing is usually done outside. Methyl alcohol fumes are very, very flammable, and too many building up in a room could cause an explosion. When it's intentionally produced, the stuff is used for car fuel, pesticides, and paint thinner. It will get you drunk, but as you metabolize it, it damages the nerves in your eyes and turns into formaldehyde. It tastes like nasty liquor from the woods until you start to feel pretty bad. Well, one Friday night rolled around and Hardy had a lot of orders to fill. He didn't have enough moonshine, so according to the life story, he and some friends went to a drug wholesaler in Atlanta and bought a 55-gallon drum of methyl alcohol. May have told the clerk that it was for his gas station. This journalist and a few other sources claim the drum was labeled may be fatal or cause blindness, and it's hard to believe that it wouldn't be, but it didn't matter. That stuff was mixed in with what Hardy had in stock, and a delivery of 77 gallons of whiskey was brought to African-American bars in places with names like People's Town and Buttermilk Bottom at $4.50 a gallon. Around midnight on Sunday, a bar patron died. Another one died about two hours later. People started feeling sick, all of those who had ordered whiskey that night. The emergency room at Grady Hospital began to fill up, and the story was getting out that the whiskey was bad. Supposedly, some distributors brought the whiskey back to Gainesville, and that Hardy just filled them back up with the uh, 55-gallon drum of methyl alcohol and sent them back. The police didn't exactly jump to deal with this case. A few days passed, and at some point, an African-American newspaper editor sent a van to the neighborhoods of Atlanta with a megaphone, warning people not to drink the whiskey. 
When Hardy heard that the police were getting involved, he packed pretty quick and jumped in his car to leave town. In his rush, he hit another truck and broke his arm. He woke up in the hospital, he was recognized there, and the police were brought in. Over 300 people were poisoned, some were blinded, and when it was over, anywhere between 38 and 43 were dead. This wasn't Hardy's first run-in with the law. He had six moonshining convictions under his belt, and he had once been sentenced to five to ten years for killing an African-American man. That conviction was later reversed. In this case, though, he was convicted of murder on five counts. There were two songs written about this incident. One was a gospel song called Atlanta's Tragic Monday, but I can't find a copy of it. The one you've been hearing was by a fellow named Tommy Brown, who originally came from Lumpkin County. In 1951, he was a regular on the R&B charts. One song called Weepin' and Cryin' reached number one. He died in 2016. If you like hearing stories of Georgia history, please consider telling a friend or leaving us five stars on whatever podcast app you're listening to. If you have any questions, comments, or complaints, movingthroughgeorgia at gmail.com. There are some tales, which I can't find decent evidence of, that the judge originally intended him to die in the electric chair. Problem was, at 360 pounds, he wouldn't fit. The judge supposedly made a comment that it was too bad the state didn't own an electric sofa, and instead sentenced him to life. 